All right, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Business Blast podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Tyler Wagner. As always, today's sponsor is Authors Unite. And if you want to become a successful author, Authors Unite is the place to go. So head on over to AuthorsUnite.com to check out a free case study that will teach you how to do exactly that. And now, let's jump into the episode. Alright everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Authors Unite show. Today I got Clay Clark with us, so welcome to the show, man. Hey, I appreciate you for letting me be on your show and to harass your guests. <laughs> Dude, your listeners. Go ahead, sorry, I was going to say, they need some harassing, man. Let's do this. Absolutely. Um, so to start off, man, can you tell us a little bit more about you and what you do? Yeah, um, Quick story, I started djconnection.com out of my dorm room at Oral Roberts University, and I have since sold the company, but before I sold it, we were doing about 4,000 weddings a year, making it one of the largest wedding entertainment companies in the country, and uh, I took money from that and decided to invest in other companies and uh, real estate and that kind of thing, and so today, uh, between my partner and I, we've formed 15, actually 16, 16 multi-million dollar companies. And uh, some of those that they can, your listeners can verify would be uh, um, EITRlounge.com. It's a, it's a elephant in the room. It's a men's grooming lounge chain, like a membership-based model. We have that business. Uh, we had epicphotos.com, which I've since sold, but it still exists. Um, DJConnection.com. We're in the process of franchising a company right now called TiptopCanine.com. Uh, MakeYourLifeEpic.com, one of the nation's largest, uh, 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 one of the region's largest marketing uh, companies. And then our, our, our podcast is another thing, the, the Thrive Time Show, where we've hit uh, number one on iTunes uh, six times, but we are not profitable. So that, is, that cannot be counted as a multi-million dollar business. It is a, not, it is a non-profit. Got it. Okay. So first question that's come to my mind, man, you have a high success rate. Sure. So there's got, have you noticed some patterns? I want to hear, let's start with the successes first. I'm sure there's some losses in there. There's got to be. Sure. So. Um, what's the pattern? Like, how do you consistently build million dollar businesses? Well, um, for your listeners, um, I have written a book called the, uh, a boom, um, uh, book, which we teach at our workshops and there's, there's a 13 point proven system. So my partner, you know, he has an optometry clinic. It's the largest in Oklahoma. Um, and then there, we have the haircut chain and he also owns a, a, a bank and an optometry clinic. And there's the auto auction and every one of those businesses, we go down the same 13 point system every single time. And so to give you some specific, by the way, all your listeners can download that ebook for free. If they go to thrivetimeshow.com and they click on the podcast button, they can download it for free. But step one, we sit down and we establish the revenue goal. And so with my party rental company, which is now called, I've since sold it, but it used to be called Party Perfect. Now it's called Party Pro Rents. Figured out, okay, how much profit do I make per delivery? for wedding uh, receptions gear, that kind of wedding ceremony, you know, tables, chairs, linens, that kind of thing, uh, margarita machines, dance floors. And it roughly you figure it out, you do the math and you go, okay, I'm going to make about $600 per delivery. Okay. How many deliveries do I need to break even? And you figure out, okay, we need about two and a half a week just to break even. And Okay. What's the capacity? What we can do? That'd be six or seven. Okay. And then we, it's, we start with the math. Step one, start with the math specifically figure out the annual revenue goal you want, your current revenue, and the number of deals you need to hit that goal. 
And then step two, you break it down to even more numbers. You want to know the number of customers you need per week to achieve that goal, uh, to achieve that goal, the number of customers you need per week to break even, the revenue per deal. And then step three, now we kind of know the numbers. Um, now we got to get into how many hours a week, um, Tyler, are we willing to actually work? So like today, I woke up at, at three in the morning, and uh, that's when I prefer to wake up. And I've never interviewed a billionaire or a millionaire that did not work north of 60 hours a week en route to their success. You don't have to work that much once you get there. But uh, you got to ask yourself, how many hours a week am I willing to work? And that's why I haven't had any bankruptcies or, or failures is because I go into it and I think of all these things before I decide to start. Because it's easy to start, but it's not so easy to keep going until you become profitable. Got it. Okay. So, but in the past, has there been, like, have you started a business that has failed? No. Really? Yeah. Dude, that's crazy. That's amazing. Okay. But I, but I mean, I take a look. I think about ESPN. I was reading the ESPN book this weekend. I love that book. I go back to that book a lot. But the ESPN book, it's, it's, it took those guys a, a little over 11 years to, to become profitable. I mean, it took Tesla over 10 years, you know? It took uh, Google from 1996 to 2001 to become profitable. I mean, Amazon took over a decade. I mean, they're just, for me, it took about two years to become profitable with each business, two to three years. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, you're going in it with a very, very effective plan. So, you, you have a very good navigation system, like, going into it, which your book will provide. Yeah, so, specific steps. Um, so, how did you, because you're like, you seem, you can just tell by your energy and the amount of business you've done. It's very obvious. You're a purebred entrepreneur. When did you discover this? Were, were you always like this when you were a kid? Or was there something that happened that turned you into this? Yeah. Life? Well, here's what happened was, I, I, I noticed that my dad was the valedictorian from his high school and graduated into the top of his class at college and that he was a really cool dude. Six foot five, great at sports in high school. You know what I mean? The all-American guy, Waco, Texas. Great, just great. Six foot five, great at basketball, great at uh, baseball. Uh, had pro scouts looking at him, that kind of thing. And I'm like, why? I mean, again, I'm, I'm 39 right now. So, or I'm almost 39, I'm 38. I'll be 39 in November. And I started thinking, why is my dad delivering pizzas right now at Domino's? You know, like, why? Like, how did that happen? Like, why is my dad working at a furniture store? Why did I, he get laid off? Why did, you know, so I decided I was just going to, I remember, I remember specifically saying, I am not going to be poor and I'm going to earn more money than my dad and more money than, the, I'm just going to earn, I'm just going to do, I'm, I'm going to become a millionaire before I'm 30. I'm going to put in the work to do it. But then about my freshman year of college, not my senior year of high school, because I went to college early. Um, I went to Minnesota and in Minnesota high schools, if you have enough credits, you can go to college early. So I went to college early and I remember talking to professors who made less money than me. Now this is a controversial idea, but I decided at that point, I would never take advice from somebody who doesn't have what I want. Yeah, no, that's fair. You know, it's, it's interesting. We actually had a similar realization. I, I realized in like high school where I was just like, and again, money is not obviously the most important thing. And sure. So, but ultimately, that's what it kind of hit me. And I, I went to college for two years and dropped out. So I still even like, I was like, I still got to go to college. Then I went there and then it really hit me. And I was just like, all these people that I'm learning from are not where I personally would like to be. So why am I accepting guidance from a navigator that has not gotten to a uh, place that I desire to be? You know, <laughs> like that's Right. Well, well, this is an example. Um, we have, um, with our companies right now, there are hundreds of employees. I think at our Christmas party, we had you know, three to 400 employees at the Christmas party. A lot, a lot of people are there, you know? And uh, um, I've, I've noticed we have a lot of college graduates that apply to work for us or people with degrees. 
And I, I, was, I was asking, I say, hey, we're topping Google for every business that we, we own. We're topping Google. Those of you who have a marketing degree, how do you get to the top of Google? And nobody knows. They don't have any classes in college about how to dominate search engines. There's no classes in college about how to sell something. There's just no practical classes. They all know about the Mesopotamia River Valley. They all know about cuneiform and the periodic table, but no one can sell anything. And so um, for your listeners, if they go to thebestseobook.com, uh, it's, it's free. You go to thebestseobook.com, thebestseobook.com. They can download the free book right now, uh, the free uh, ebook of a book I've written. Uh, uh, it's called Search Engine Domination. And I'm not kidding. I have literally helped plumbers, doctors, dentists, lawyers. And the book is filled with real examples. And you can call the people referenced in the book and verify they're real. Real people who've actually grown their businesses by 200, 300, 400% in one year just as a result of learning the practical stuff they don't teach in college. So the question I would have for these marketing majors is, what are you learning? And when I sit down and interview these people, I have no idea why they're, I think it's criminal. I can't even believe it. it's like a four-year party. Uh, Peter Thiel, the uh, head of one of the early founders of Facebook said that college has become a four-year uh, party. You know, man, I, I just, I cannot, how can somebody charge you $50,000 a year in some cases, 25000 a year, and then not teach you practical skills? How can you get a degree in marketing and not know how to market? It's crazy. Yeah, I, I 100% agree, man. We are talking the same language. So a question on that, can you, so they can get the book. Can you give us just a little value on the SEO? Because I mean, everybody, I, anybody who's, who wants to grow their business online should want to be on the first page of Google. So yeah. are there any little tips you can provide there? Yeah, yeah. Well, you have four variables that impact your Google rank above all else. And I think that um, your listeners are, are probably business owners or, or aspiring entrepreneurs. And, and I'll make it very simple because I think if, uh, if I make it complicated, that means I'm a bad teacher. There are no bad listeners right now. They're just a bad teacher. So here we go. Four, four variables. One, whoever has the most objective reviews on either Google or Amazon or both, that impacts your rank, okay? So whoever has the most objective reviews. So put me to the test. Go ahead and do a search for carpet cleaning quotes. If you are uh, carpet cleaning quotes. If you are anywhere on the great internet right now, anywhere in Australia and Canada, Japan's in the house, New York in the house, Mexico in the house, just Google search it. And if you look, OxyFresh, one of the brands that I've worked with and coached now has 167,000 reviews right now, mm. wow. which is why we are, we have, there's over 400 locations. You know, I'm not making that up. That's an example. It's so there. Get reviews from real people. Don't go on Fiverr. Stop doing that. Stop hacking. Stop cheating. Stop sneaking. Get them from your real customers. So that's step one. It's variable number one that impacts your rank. That's a quarter of the game. The second is your website needs to be canonically compliant. Canonical like canon from, from, from the Bible. Uh, the first books of the Bible, the canon canonically. Um, Larry and Sergey uh, built Google to work the way they want it to work, not the way that you want it to work. And you want to make sure that your website is working the way that they want it to work. So if you go to, if you email me to info at thrivetimeshow.com, info at thrivetimeshow.com, uh, we can run a battery of tests on your site and tell you what's wrong with it. Or if you download the book um, right now, uh, thebestseobook.com, you can download chapter two for free, or you can download the whole book for free. And chapter two has that whole checklist, which is like 20 some odd things. So just get that, fix it, boom. Um, third is whoever has the most original content. That's why Wikipedia comes up top for something. If you're listening right now and you do a search for... Uh, Burj Najarian, uh, B-E-R-J, Najarian, N-A-J-A-R-I-A-N, Burj Najarian. That is the uh, 
head of the staff, the chief of staff for the New England Patriots, my favorite team. And uh, he has not agreed to ever let me uh, interview Bill Belichick. Thus, I decided to come up top and Google for his name. And so there you go. You can see it. Um, or if you Google search Ross Golan, um, Ross Golan, R-O-S-S-G-O-L-A-N. Um, Ross Golan writes songs with uh, um, uh, Justin Bieber and uh, Ariana Grande and Maroon 5 and Andy Grammer and uh, Keith Urban, these kind of people. And uh, if you Google him, we now come up uh, top in Google for his name on page one. Uh, I think right now we're number six out of the first 10 on Google. And it's not because I'm a genius. It's just because I know how it works. If you look up the world's number one business, if you type in America's number one business coach, uh, America's number one business coach using the number sign, um, I believe I come up top today. And ha there I am. I come up top. Not because I am, but because I know how it works. So the question is, do your listeners know how it works? So the most reviews, the most content, the most canonical compliance, and fourth, the most mobile compliance. Turns out most people are using a smartphone for most things, even dumb things. We're using a smartphone. So don't text and drive, but some people do. They Google search while driving, and everybody uses their smartphone for everything, but nobody knows how it works. So, uh, and then by the way, if anybody listens to your show here today, Tyler, and do you like it when people leave you a review on iTunes, or where do you like your reviews? So, well, you know what's that? This is kind of why I asked it. I asked it kind of selfishly. But sure, yeah. Do, is so we're just starting to do some uh, SEO related stuff. So, I sure. on the podcast, I always used to ask there. We have almost 200 reviews there. Now, I'm asking people to leave uh, on Google and on Amazon just because I have a bunch of books. I have about like 200 reviews in total out of all my books. So, yeah. um, you know, I don't know. I just right now I'm focused on the Google on the Google. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's say this. If you're listening right now and you are enjoying, not me, but if you enjoy Tyler, when I, when I'm not talking, if you enjoy it, whenever, if you like Tyler's voice, if you like his podcast, if you will su- subscribe to your podcast, the one on, on uh, iTunes or Google, and then they'll just leave you a review, Tyler, not me, but if they will leave a review about today's show, uh, uh, then what I'll do is I'll let everybody attend our workshop for uh, $37. You just got to send me proof that you did it. So you got to like leave Tyler a review, screenshot it, and send it to info at thrivetimeshow.com. And our conferences are always packed out. Uh, the average business owner, the average person who attends is a multimillionaire. I mean, you're going to be sitting next to the largest home builder in Oklahoma or the largest accounting firm in Canada. I mean, it's, it's really is the who's who. Uh, the conferences are 250 bucks a piece. There's no upsells, and uh, you can come for 37 bucks. But you got to leave a review about my main man Tyler's show here. That's a good deal. So what, one question, because I've heard this, and you, you didn't say this, so I just, I'm curious. What, yeah. What's the deal with all these backlinks? What's oh, that? baby. Oh, baby. You know, backlinks, are, are you, Tyler, are, did you play sports? I did, yes. Yep. Okay. I want our listener, I'm going to pull this up real quick. And uh, if you go to YouTube, all the listeners, you go to YouTube and type in Phil Pressy Dunk. Now, Phil Pressy is a, uh, this, uh, he's a friend of mine who played in the NBA for the Celtics. And I'm going to play this audio real quick. Let me play. This is a five foot eight man dunking on a six foot eight man. It's worth Googling. Here we go. I'm playing right now. Here we go. Cute it up. He has the ball. He's dribbling. We're on a podcast. I realize. Here we go. Up. Oh, sick. If you watch it, it's sick. It's just, it just makes you nauseous. Well, I can't dunk. I, I, I remember practicing dunking as a young man. I got to where I could dunk a volleyball consistently. I could do the girls ball problem is we never played with the girls ball two-handed and if you missed a shot and it bounced up there I could go in and dunk it with authority and I got one dunk 
in a tournament, I was filling in on an AAU tournament and the ball caromed the right way, you know, where you get the good hop, the good jump, Tyler. I jumped off my good leg, the left leg. I go up, boom, got my first and only dunk. So step one to playing in the NBA, everybody out there now, jump high. And then people are like, I don't know if I can do that. So I don't want to give you a tip that's not possible. Does that make sense? So backlinks, if I'm on your show, uh, if you're on my show, I want to backlink to you. Why? Because I'm a freaking great American and you are too. And I want to help you grow your podcast or grow your audience. But I'm not going to link to almost anybody, Tyler. I mean, I don't know about you, but if a plumber calls you and says, will you link to me? Will you do that? Yeah, it would make sense. I mean, I don't think so. I mean, you know what I'm saying though? Because I mean, wouldn't it hurt your credibility if you were linking to random people? You know what I mean? So I will only link, like if you look up my name, Clay Clark and Forbes right now, Clay yeah. Clark Forbes, Forbes links to me. Why? Well, Forbes, part of their vetting process is they want to see my financials. Now, I don't know about, you, know about you. I don't like to show my P&L to most people. I, 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 I'm not going to show, uh, you know, I'm not going to go into a local restroom and say, hey, you want to you see my – I don't do that, and I also don't show people my P&L. That's just rude. You don't run around. I just, you don't do that. You don't show people your P&L unless they're Forbes. But Forbes says, hey, if you want to write for us, we want you to write for us, but you got to send me your P&L, baby. And we need to investigate and look into you. And when I won the SBA award uh, from the Small Business Administration for Oklahoma's Entrepreneur of the Year in 2007, they wanted to audit me. Well, those people linked to me because they had vetted me. But I'm not going to link to somebody unless they're good stuff. So, yes, you need backlinks, but you can win without them. Uh -oh. And the only way I know to get backlinks in a real, credible, solid way is the two, one of the two following ways. One is you can register with yext.com, Y-E-X-T yex.com, yex.com, yext.com is the company. And you can register your site on like uh, Yelp and Bing, and Google and Yahoo and all those things. But the problem is once you register on all those, now you got to get reviews on all those. And I'd rather punch myself in the crotch than to do that. But I have to do it because I own businesses. But that's a, that's a tough deal. But you know what I mean? It's like a garden. Once you set it up, you know, you got to start and you got to tend to that garden. You can't just get set up on Yelp and not get those reviews, baby. So you can do that with Yext. The other way I know is to have a great podcast like yours and to uh, be a guest on other people's shows or to have them be a guest on yours and ask them if they'll be happy to backlink to you. Got it. Okay. Very good. This is awesome, man. Um, yeah. So, I mean, last question, because it seems sure. like you obviously love what you love what oh, you yeah. do. When you're not doing the businesses, though, what, what are you doing when you're not work, working? Yeah. Well, let's, let's, um, let's uh, give the listeners uh, more than they uh, signed up for today. Um, I, I am a, I'm a Christian now. I was not a Christian back in the day. And if you're not a Christian or you are a Christian, either way, this is the same principle. In the, the Bible, the, the Old Testament was originally written in Hebrew. That was the original language. In that language, um, the word work means worship. That's what it means in Hebrew. The word work and worship mean the same thing. Huh. Yeah. So um, in the Bible, as a Christian, I am a Christian now, but when I wasn't, the Bible, it says, it says uh, Proverbs 10.4. Uh, Proverbs 10.4 is a Bible verse, which I like. And it explains that you are, that God blesses the hands of the diligent and punishes the slacker. I mean, it's common sense, but it's lazy hands make for poverty, but diligent hands bring wealth, Proverbs 10.4. Well, Colossians uh, 3.23 says, whatever you do, work at it with all of your heart as working for the Lord, not for human masters, since you know that you will receive an inheritance from the Lord as a reward. It is the Lord Christ you are serving. So if you take the religious context out of it, if I over-deliver, I will eventually be overpaid. 
So if I work as unto the Lord or work as under a higher power, if work is my worship, not just something I do before, uh, you know, the pastor preaches on a Sunday, it's a whole different thing. You know what I mean? I'm, it's like you're competing with a whole different animal. So yeah. my goal is to work as unto the Lord, to when my work is my worship. And then my word, the word vocation in the Bible means calling. That's what it means. And the word vacation means to retreat from. So what I'm doing right now is what I want to do. And then when I'm not working as unto the Lord here with you today, um, I do um, I have five kids and I like to raise them and train them. Um, my, my son is now a disc jockey and uh, he's 12 and I want him to become the best DJ possible. So I spent copious amounts of time uh, teaching him how to beat match and how to become a great DJ. My daughter is 15. Uh, I'm trying to explain to her that most men are gross. Uh, she raises silky chickens with me and the kids. We have silky chickens. We have 17 acres. Um, I, I like playing a lot of competitive basketball against my friend, Andy Matherin. He was one of my employees back in the day, and he's six foot five. He played Division I basketball at ORU. He played a professional basketball in Europe. He played at Oral Roberts University, six foot five, can jump out of the gym. And I play him, make it, take it. We play up to 21 basketball in my pool, and I never win. <laughs> never <laughs> so that's fun yeah I, it's awesome I, I try i get close but we do that and then i go to atwoods guitar center and hobby lobby my un uh, my unholy trinity i go to atwoods it's a place where you can buy chickens and chicken feed and uh, various uh, uh redneck type things that i'm into uh boots steel toe boots weapons that kind of thing i go to atwoods i never really buy the guns i just look at them then i go to guitar center to find some kind of electronic equipment or microphone that i don't need but i think i need and then I like to talk to the gearheads about equipment. And then I'll go over to Hobby Lobby to buy some accoutrements and decor that I will then screw onto my door or nail it to my wall in my studio. And then I chase my wife around and I like to do the same thing every day. <laughs> Dude, you're amazing. Um, That's what I do. It sounds like a very fun life. And dude, you're doing so much, uh, so much good for everybody. So I appreciate you coming on the show. Uh, yeah. Last thing. So I know you already... You gave some places where people can get a lot of value. Where's like, where's the main hub for people to connect with you? The Holy Grail right now. You got two options. Okay, the Holy Grail. Oh, one, leave my main man, Tyler, a review right now. But I have carpal tunnel. I don't know if I can do it. Push through the pain, baby. Put on those bowling braces like you're a professional bowler and type a review for our main man, Tyler. Screenshot that beast. Email it to info at thrivetimeshow.com and get to a conference. And if you don't, if you say, I don't want to waste my time, okay, fine. Go to thrivetimeshow.com and click on, click on uh, testimonials. And we have over a thousand people on video sharing their testimonial about attending the workshop. And it is hot. So that's, that's one. You got to get to a workshop. Two is go to thebestseobook.com, thebestseobook.com. And you can say, fine, I'm never going to talk to you again. I'm just going to take your book. Fine, you can do that because I work as unto the Lord and not as unto you. So I did my best. It will help you even if you don't pay me. But if you do buy it on Amazon, I make a dollar. If a million of you do it, that's a million dollars. <laughs> Dude, thank you for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. Hey, thank you, brother. You have a great day.